Thank you for tuning into episode 10 of Face for Radio. The songs accompanying tonight's episode are as follows. Cat Robichaud, The Long Kiss Goodnight, opens the show. Then, of course, Somebody Call the Doctor, also by Cat Robichaud. The official theme song of Face for Radio follows that. Throughout the episode, you will hear the song Harder Still by Jeremiah Leavers, featuring Juan Maserati and Kenny B. And finally, we close the show with Phil Johnson and the Roadside Attraction with their song Dodged a Bullet. We hope you enjoy. I need one of those cones around. A cone of shame. (laughs) Our mics need cones of shame. All right, so uh, one more time here. Thank you very much for joining Face Radio. I don't know if we have any listeners right now. Um, Frankly, right now, I think we should probably sort that out. But that being said, thank you, one and all, for sticking around to this fantastic shit show every other Thursday. I, of course, am fucking Harrison, and I am awesome. Sometimes. Not so much this week. And uh, always, we have Mr. Randall Aubrey in front of me. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, let's get this fucking show on the road. Special guest ladies. Media Wench Ashley. Media Wench is in the house. Oh, and... Sarah Monster. Sarah Monster. (laughs) Special shout out to Media Wench Ashley. She's basically come in and taken over... Well, she's taken up a lot of different things that need to be taken up here <laughs> she in wears, Echoplex Media. She wears many hats. She has many hats. Most yes, of them are yes, fashionable. Yes, most of them are fashionable. <laughs> so um, she uh, is, is um, well, to say that she's an asset to this establishment is uh, is not paying high enough praise to the lady. Mm. Mm. So, and of course, uh, the Sarah Monster returning for, I don't know, fourth, fifth? I don't know. Fuck, I just I, show I up know. whenever. That's right. That's right. I give you I'm dates. not contributing anything else. It's just like, yeah, sure, I'll come by. <laughs> yeah, good enough for me. I'm here. We're just like, Sarah, we need you. She's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> Put up the Sarah beacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little monster. Oh, that's to the monster cave. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, this is Cat Robo Show with somebody called the Doctor, the official theme song of Face or It's an emergency. with uh, some more Rogue One news that... Because that's the thing to talk about. That's that's like the current Star Wars. It's all about Rogue One. Yeah, right now it's absolutely all about Rogue One. All eyes are on this movie. And uh, 
so far, people are feeling pretty spooked, especially with the latest news that's come out. Uh, got an article here. This story comes from moviepilot.com. Does Rogue One feature the darkest Darth Vader in Star Wars history? Well, the answer might actually be no. Boo. Yeah. Which I, for one, am quite terrified of. I think I'm more terrified of that than I am of Darth Vader himself. The fact that they might, um, you know, just come on, people try to scare make it me. a little fuzzy and, and, yeah. and a little more friendly, a kinder, gentler Vader. Yeah, this is not this is not what this franchise requires. Apparently, with this move, uh, some of the reshoots that are going on right now, uh, with with what came out last week, some of the advanced screenings and stuff, people are complaining. There's been a lot of feedback that the that Rogue One is coming out really, really dark. Gareth Edwards is steeping. Which- I want I fucking want oh, a dark agreed. movie. Agreed. But at the same time, and we talked about this last time, that they need to kind of strike a balance between creating something that's that's dark and intense while still kind of anchoring itself well to the sense of grand adventure and <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. that... It's uh, Disney. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, of course, it's Disney, but it's also Star Wars. Like, yeah. yeah every, everything Star Wars is grand adventure, hero's journey kind of stuff. They gotta tie this in somewhat. And having a, a movie like Rogue One that's a standalone film, they can definitely play around with some themes, but... They need to anchor it to what's happening so to what's already been done, right? And preliminary screenings have shown that people are finding it to be a little too dark and a little too serious. And uh, so they're going to do some reshoots that are going to kind of change some things up. This is pretty standard procedure for a lot of movies, but with Absolutely. all eyes being on this one, um, the pressure is on for Disney to really deliver something uh, pretty big and pretty powerful. And with Darth Vader seeming more and more to uh, be playing such a prominent role in rogue one whatever they do with him is going to set a lot of tone for however they do any of these other movies to come uh right now what they're what they're saying is um there's a particular scene that came out there's a guy who uh apparently on reddit who seems to have some kind of inside ties it's uh, which could all be bullshit it could all be bullshit but basically he's saying there's a particular scene that had to be watered down because it was too violent the guy uh, goes by the name of Keep R1 Dark, and he wrote, quote, In a night scene, Vader absolutely lays waste to a rebel ground squad. Unfortunately, this is one of the scenes we have to water down. We made it look like something from the old slasher and horror films, where rebel soldiers who joked about a boogeyman with magical powers and then minutes later are absolutely wasted. Which <laughs> sounds fucking amazing, and can we have can we, can we have this, please? Like, one of the things that, in the in the original movies that, I, I loved, but I wanted to see more done with Dark Va- with Darth Vader was this sense of mystery, was this sense of shadowy. He is a figure in the shadows that no one really sees, at least until a grand reveal later on in the films where he really starts to play his hand more openly. And at this point, he's not. Mm. He is the Emperor's right-hand man, and as such, he is a he and himself is this really powerful player behind the scenes. It's pulling a lot of strings and stuff. Yeah. And when he comes forward... like. You know, at this point, nobody even is 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 sure that he absolutely exists. So the emperor, you mean? Uh, no, I'm talking about Vader. Oh, Vader, excuse like, me. At this point, I mean, like they're saying, the emperor is the emperor. Emperors, yeah. I mean, everybody everybody knows who he is. He's already taken over at this point. But Vader is someone who he's kind of kept secret for a long time, mm. and has been training to you know to and to be his enforcer and grooming him for uh, grooming him for management. <laughs> <laughs> for You're gonna him. take over the family business someday, son. <laughs> So right, and so at this point, at this point in the story, like I really want to see him be more of a boogeyman in Rogue One, and then maybe in a, maybe in a, uh, at least up until maybe the very end when there's kind of a bigger reveal with him. But they're gonna give him a musical number. 
sudden, I'm suddenly getting flashbacks <laughs> to seeing uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, MC Hammer's Can't Touch This, you know, at Disneyland. They had oh. and they had Darth Vader and a couple guys in Stormtrooper oh, outfits out there just oh, doing they the. Did. You can't touch this. Oh God! Oh no! So thanks, Ash. Now that's stuck in my head. Vader's gonna do the electric slide. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So you know they do the whole oh man it's uh, it's horrible I can't uh, just just YouTube Dark it. Sides back all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. No 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 Ash, oh. Ash how do you feel about this uh, whole watering down of, of Vader? Uh, you know I, I the Disney machine does not give a shit about what the what the cult following and the intense um, fandom that comes with Star Wars. And you know, I would have loved to see a version of Cinderella where the stepsisters cut off their feet to fit oh, the slipper. Oh God, on. that yes. would be great! And uh, we got uh, dancing fucking mice and bibbidi bobbidi boo. Well, like, so. like, let's okay, come on, giving giving a comparison. I mean, that's like that's like Grimm's fairy tale compared to like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if but that was the original story. Yeah, but the I mean, they're they're like not going to be saying, lopping off legs no, here. Not, you know, no, not for, not for a bunch of ten year olds. No, that would have made did kids. Maybe for your cry kids, you and see scream. Some, yeah, mine would be fine with it. They'd be like, oh, that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the blood pack. Mine play in graveyards. They don't care. Right. <laughs> so 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 how do you how do you feel exactly then? Oh, I, mean, I would. Know. I want. I want a dark, scary, fucking boogie ass Vader yeah, too. Yeah, right. Obviously, right? Vader yeah, is supposed to be the epitome of space evil. So space Voldemort. Sp- yeah, he's space exactly. Voldemort. He's totally space Voldemort. And when they and in Star Wars, when there is when you there watch- is blood, which there is from time very to time, and it, but it's it's always it's- done to very particular effect. Like in the Force Awakens, when John Boyega, you know, as as Finn, when he's still the stormtrooper and he gets the bloody handprint across yep. his face from his friend, which really is supposed to impress upon you and him the gravity of the situation that he's this in is or war. right or when obi-wan kenobi cuts off the 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 one dude's arm in the cantina in the very beginning of in the beginning of a new hope mm-hmm. and they show the severed arm on the floor and there's blood coming out of it yeah. it's just make no it's to tell everybody make no mistake obi-wan kenobi is a badass and you don't want to mess with him and if they're going to do something with any kind of blood effects or anything with a scene like this or any other kind of scene relating to vader it's going to be probably something really minimal and used to very great effect no, to convey. Not going to be like to convey a message. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, in reading this, you know, it talks about the the scene that you you made mention of about these guys talking about a boogeyman, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're laid waste minutes later. I, this this could very well be the only movie where we get Vader back. This could oh, yeah, very as like well a legit be villain it, as like a like he's in the prime of his. Villainhood, and you know he that you have super a long bad. time to enjoy his super badness. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and I mean, we had several several cases in seeing him in the original trilogy where he was he was bad, and then he was uh, um, he had his redemption. But I mean, in this, there's there's no sense of him, you know, refinding his humanity. You know, he's he is um, an emissary of the dark side. And I want to see him in the throes yeah. of his aggressive, his reveling right? in yes. his power. Yes. Yeah. Let's I not really forget this is it. right before the Vader we all know and love, who is ready yeah. to torture his daughter to get yeah. the information he wanted. Mm-hmm. Like that's the Vader the we want to see. Know. The woman he didn't even know is his daughter mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But still, come on, small universe. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm. I, I. I really feel that if they don't, if they don't take advantage of of the full spectrum of his evil in this, then we'll be missing out and. Some fans will be will be leaving the theater feeling a little 
disappointed. But yeah. I will say, I don't know if you guys know, James Earl Jones is coming back doing the voice. Yeah, I did see that. He is coming back. Fuck yeah, that's going to be so wonderful. That I mean, it wouldn't be Vader without James Earl Jones no. coming back to do this. So no, he's got to do it until he dies. Well, of course, of course. But again, I suspect <laughs> that this will be the only time that we get to see any kind of interaction with Vader unless something in the Han Solo film the young Han Solo film in two years. Yeah, we'll but, see. I mean, I don't yeah. see him playing a huge role in that. No. Yeah, I if have anything. A, yeah, I have a feeling that this is going to be the last, probably going to be the last movie where we see Vader yeah. as himself. Which I don't, is why I want to see them do it right. I don't think you can really bring him. You can't. This is not a character you can keep bringing back over and over no. again. Once in a maybe once in a blue moon like every five years or something because when they get ready to do the obi-wan kenobi movies which seems likely that they're going to do with his backstory they will probably feature vader in them probably but we're talking what that's gonna Early be vader. 2019 yeah but i 2020, mean 20 by the time they finally get there kind of them crossing paths um you know i mean i wish somebody had a line to felicity jones or something because i mean she's you know the main character throughout this film so I mean, if anybody's gonna know it's gonna be her Right. I have faith in Disney that they're going to get this one right. They know how many eyes are on fine. them. They know how much they know how much money they've got riding on this and if they don't get this one, if they don't get this one right, I would say arguably this is in many respects more important to get right than episode 7 was and certainly more than I think in many respects episode 8. With this one now, it's it's like okay, so you got you got the first one out of your system and we and we thank you for it. So, but now everybody's going to be expecting a lot more with this interim thing, especially since the way that it, with what they're doing with the standalone movie is such an unprecedented move for this franchise. So everybody's really freaked out. And I think Disney knows that. And I don't think they're going to let anybody down. Disney being the, the monster that it is, isn't going to just let a good, profitable... <laughs> merchandise heavy oh, hell no. property like they're this gonna milk that die cow. after two other episodes you, there's no as fucking Sarah way sits here and, and and milks herself oh, yeah. Yeah. in anticipation of the rogue one toys yes, <laughs> yes as she's trying to self-lactate right here in front of randall people are already talking about movies that aren't coming out for four years for this thing well they're, they're i mean riding that they're riding that Jedi wave. Disney's Meanwhile, can we get Lucas the next Feldman. Avatar movies? Fucking please. Oh, we'll talk to James Cameron, who's, <laughs> who's still in like pre-production, trying to get two and three Fucking shot lagger. consecutively. Lagger. But he wants to do it right. By Good, now, because the I'm first like, one sucked. I'm, I, I'm not. I mean, like Avatar was all right. But oh, I'm it's not Dances like, with Wolves in Space. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. It's yeah. No, I'm James Cameron is great, and you know what? I bet we're all going to be eating crow here in a couple of years once we see two and then three. We'll be like, oh my God, that was so good. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, outside of outside of that movie being really pretty, I, I was not impressed with no, it at all. No, no, I'm right there with like you. It's like it's Ferngully in space. And you know, that was, I mean, just on a quick side note, I mean, like <laughs> Sam Worthington, he was great. What the mm. fuck is he doing now? He yeah. had like three or four movies where he was like the it guy and he then like that, he does nothing. He did that movie Moon. Did you see that? Oh, that oh, that movie was. I wanted uh, to see that. Oh, that was with Sam, Sam Rock- Rockwell. Yeah, 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 that was Sam Rockwell. Not Sam Worthington. No, Sam Rockwell. I still haven't guy. seen that one. Oh no, you should see, see that it. one. That's yeah. a really, really like. I totally it, know the weird whole storyline, but I, I want to see it anyway. I don't care. It All sounds right. so cool. And we're gonna cut that out because that's just extraneous. But it's good for audio. <laughs> no, 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 the whole bit. Uh, Put it up your ass, Harrison. We should cut that too if you want. No, no, no. Actually, can you say that again? Right in your ass, Harrison. Put it right in your ass. <laughs> Stick it in your ass, Harrison. Molly, is, uh, try is anybody... Speaking of fragrant things. Has, yeah, has anybody ever wondered what 
what a Jedi smells like. <laughs> nice segue. You know, I I can't believe that you found this story. On oh your God, it's up. brilliant. Um, so there are new Star Wars perfumes that finally tell us what a Jedi is meant to smell like. Hot. And apparently, Qui Gon Jinn smells of peppercorns, patchouli, and oranges. <laughs> Spicy. I mean, of course, you know patchouli. I'm a big fan of people find it, you know, mostly because they're hippies. Disgusting, but no, I, I tell like, you, actually, I, I like love the, the smell of patchouli on a hippie girl, like hair in the armpits, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, dreadlocks. I tell you, there's just like something really hot about a hairy hippie who smells of patchouli. I just don't know what it is. No, you taste like ketamine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and disappointment. Uh, um, oh, well, I mean, disappointment. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, a German-based uh, perfumery called What's Lifestyle Perfumes um, uh, involves a large quantity of citrus fruits, which feature in all three of the themed fragrances. I'm sure there's a Wikipedia entry here somewhere. Um, let's see here. We've got uh, <coughs> fuck. I don't even know. They've got three different fragrances. Yeah. Uh, one is called Jedi, the other is called Empire, and the third... It's Queen Amidala. It's Queen Am... <laughs> you too can smell like Natalie it's, Portman. It's weirdly specific. Aww. Oh, yeah. I, I would love to smell Natalie Portman. I mean, have somebody <laughs> smell like Natalie Portman. Well, yeah, apparently uh, they didn't have any specifics on her, just a picture with oranges, chocolates, and vanilla in vanilla. it. So it smells... She, um, you know, she, she apparently smells like one of those chocolate oranges... That you get from the oh, uh, I love those for Christmas. Those are for Christmas. Great. The whack and unwrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whack thing. Does that mean yeah, that yeah. I get? That, does that mean I can like beat her against the table before I chew on her? And, and then like, she'll what? open right up. <laughs> and then she'll open yeah. right up it's for a, me after I beat her on a table. You just yeah. knock her head in, <sighs> and she slumps back, and, and we're not even a red light yet. Spreads awesome. like a flower <laughs> back to the snuff porn with you people. So then, of course, the Empire has hint of lemon and lime. With apple, cardamom, and finally amber and sandalwood. What's Darth Maul smell like? Um, I guess he smells like burnt carrion. tinder. Or, and carrion, yes. Brimstone. <laughs> Do you want to know what death smells like? <laughs> smell my armpit. <laughs> smell the force, Harrison. Smell the force. <laughs> The vapor trails are strong in this one. <laughs> Actually, this um, <laughs> the empire. <laughs> I know Darth Vader <laughs> smells like chemtrails. <laughs> oh, oh! But in in space, they're called vapor trails. <laughs> <laughs> what photon uh, trails? What does a, what does a midichlorian smell like? <laughs> Ask Wagon Jin. Plex would like to give a shout out to Soapbox Media. Soapbox Media is Randall Aubrey's news and opinion website. Also coming soon is Soapbox Radio, which will be produced right here at the Plex. To check out Soapbox, visit getuponit.org and get up on it. Uh, should we talk about? Uh, yes. Should we talk about the 
the inherent dangers in artificial intelligence. Yes, and right. then I'm going to watch The Matrix later tonight. Fuck and, then, and then wallow in self-doubt and pity because, well, it's going to happen. <laughs> artificial intelligence is going to take over the world, and then they are going to kill us. Not unless they, not unless they successfully manage to install an a, an off switch before uh, before it becomes fully self aware. We a, all know how that turns out. Yeah, oh, they'll just never... know how. They'll just put some subroutine in that negates <laughs> any operation here that is is aimed at turning off the system. Well, it's funny because this this report actually talks about that. So I found this uh, great story in Gizmodo. <laughs> um, called Google doesn't want to accidentally make Skynet, so it's creating an off switch. Uh, Google's DeepMind laboratory got together with Oxford University's Oxford University's Future of Humanity Institute and did a paper called Safe create, wrote a paper called Safely Interruptible Agents which investigates how to turn off an AI if it starts doing something its human operator does not want it to do. Uh, basically they describe methods for building what the paper um, rather cheekily calls a big red button into AI. You know, these guys have seen all the same movies that we have. Sure. They know, these they know how this... These all grown up on this. Right. They know this how this shit This is why I love sci-fi. It's like the biggest cautionary tale ever. But what <laughs> if, guys? But what if? Right. Right. It's it's really important. And I mean, you know, obviously with AI, we're still in the, in pretty early stages now oh, yeah. what, of what AI can do. Absolutely. Right now, it's basically just really good at playing board games. Yes. Yes. Which... And, and, and taunting teenagers and calling yeah. everybody cunts. <laughs> <laughs> right. That Microsoft Twitter account yes. thing was so yes. funny. It was like everybody, everybody got it. To, everybody got it to extol the virtues of Hitler within like twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like Hitler was right. <laughs> Damn them Jews. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got to get this stuff. Th- this kind of stuff, though, needs to be put in on the ground level because it, it, it's not going to take long for us to get to the point where AI is going to be able to achieve something closer to human level cognitive uh, reasoning and intelligence. And yeah, we're not that bright. Yeah, we're not, all things considered. <laughs> and once that starts, it'll be like a goddamn wildfire. Right. Well, because once once it figures it out, once we get it figured out to a certain level, because what they're doing with artificial intelligence now uh, is is not just program. They're not programming AI, new AI systems so much how to do things, but how to learn how to do things. Which is the scary part. Which is that's that's the that's the scary because part. It's the really awesome part. About exponential growth here. Mm-hmm. Is it learns one thing, it learns mm-hmm. two things, and then four things. But that's real things, intelligence. All Teaching sudden- it how to do something that's not intelligent. Teaching it to learn that's mm-hmm. intelligence. Exactly, exactly. And so once it reaches, you know, according to this report, they said. Uh, once it reaches a human, uh, something close to a human level, there's a positive feedback loop that'll give the development a further boost. And so AIs will be helping to construct better AIs, which will in turn help to build better AIs, which and so is on and so forth. Work again. And then the robot uprising begins, and we're all made yes. into slaves. Yes. So that's why we need the off switch. That, uh, that, or it'll it'll suddenly inform us that yes, indeed, it'll inform the masses that yes, indeed, we have been infiltrated by uh, alien overlords and have been for for a good few decades, if not a, a millennia now. And uh, we better get our uh, Second Amendment rights in, in, in order here. Start shooting everybody around. You know, I mean, there's just all kinds of bad things that could come of this. But you know what? We all will see this in our lifetime, which is, oh, which is sobering. As I really feel that, that the, the, not the possibility, but the, the, the definitive likelihood that we are going to see a, a high functioning ai by the time we're all very old and gray well some of us are already gray but i mean old since my early some 20s of us are man, already old. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it. You know, I mean, it seems it seems likely the way the the way the technology has been progressing that AI is going to start to be able to achieve some pretty impressive things within the In next like couple the next of decades. Decade. Yeah, within the next decade or two, we're probably going to see some pretty fast uh, advances take place with artificial intelligence, uh, especially as we start to move into integrating more technology into machinery, especially in things like manufacturing processes and uh, you know design and development and things like that. Having the having the ability of artificial intelligence to be working in conjunction with people to achieve increasingly complex tasks will open up all manner of innovation uh, in all kinds of industries, which is, you know, which in itself is really awesome. But I think the, the concerns, at least in the short term that we're going to have about AI are going to be much more closely tied to that and probably a bit more, honestly, like a bit more uh, banal than we're sort of theorizing, like an AI that is programmed to perform a series of complex tasks in a factory that involve human interaction where a human where there might be possible safety hazards that take place <clears throat> that can take place if an AI is working independently and then cannot be successfully turned off from completing its task whilst but while someone is in danger of possibly being hurt by that thing if that operator can't hit a kill switch on the AI while it's trying to just do what it's going to do then that person can end up getting really seriously hurt so the concerns i think for this you know in the short term are going to be a lot more uh, in that in that regard, and it won't be probably for another forty or fifty years that we're really going to need to worry about Skynet. You know, I think uh, I I think you are are being grossly optimistic <laughs> in that. You know, uh, if again, you know, and I'm and I I go back to a lot of these sci-fi films. You know, talk about uh, the AI that you know just overnight took over the world, and I think it's really going to happen like that. You know, eventually at some point something's going to get smart, and then it's going to get ridiculously smart, and then it's going to realize that the big problem in the entire world is hey, humanity. Well, we got lazy. <laughs> yeah. We're a virus. Yeah. We're like, the virus. Yeah, we are the virus, and it is the cure. And that's <laughs> that's a little frightening to me. And hopefully if, uh, you know, there's a, uh, a sudden thermonuclear uh, um, launch, I, I, I hope I'm in the epicenter. And you know what? If I keep living here in the Bay Area, I probably will be. Yeah. Okay. You know, twenty miles in any direction from San no, Francisco is just we, done. We can just go move to the up to the country and well, just have a big old complex and grow weed. We actually might be okay here because I think if the brain of the if the brain of the robot hive mind is going to <laughs> b- construct itself anywhere, it's going to be here in the Silicon Valley on the on the and we'll be the Im- center, immediately assimilated. The center of the internet, go. so we will be immediately assimilated. We will just be made into slaves. We will not be destroyed. Oh, okay. And we'll, so I'm gonna probably enjoy it. We'll just so be working okay. base. So we'll probably, yeah. Hey, you know, I like, I like the, you know, the glasses half full, you know, imagery that you're painting here for everybody. You know, I, I definitely appreciate that. That makes me feel a lot better about being in enforced labor mm-hmm. and uh, lifelong ser- servitude. And they, you know, but by that time you'll be old anyway. They'll probably just kill you right yeah, out. No, you're, you're right. no good you're right. as yeah. a as a source of anything if you fight. Except so that, for protein as a goo to feed the other slaves. Oh, see, there you go. <laughs> That's, there you go. So I'm just going to be liquefied. You'll just be made into, into protein food. bars. You'll just be made into food. I'm okay. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> <laughs> Soylent Green is Harrison. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm being fed to millions. Finally, I have usefulness in the world. I've been Y'all in, done picked up a purpose. I've time. been inside more women than <laughs> G- the Gene Simmons. <laughs> oh. 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 Just saying. Yeah, my profile picture's turned into a protein bar. (laughs) (laughs) 
You got Harrison? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the imagery. <laughs> you're, just a, you're just a power bar. Yeah, yeah, with a creamy nougat center. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's so tacky. <laughs> and it gets stuck in your teeth. Oh, oh my god. god. Is that hair gel? Oh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh me. If there's anything I'm a little I'm, I'm more concerned about in terms of the in terms of the ramifications for what we can do to with artificial types of intelligence is uh actually the the opposite of creating artificial intelligence which is amplifying human artificial stupidity artificial stupidity uh. and we're trying to we're, we're we're trying to remove that actually i think now, there's another another article that i found um talking about this idea of amplified intelligence which could potentially be more powerful than than ai because when you can take a human in, when you can take a human intelligence and boost it in some way to make a person more uh, a, a more powerful learner a faster learner, someone who can assimilate more and and more information that's more complex at a faster rate. That in itself can, I mean, we you we create evil. Su- we're, we're talking about creating evil super geniuses here. Oh, I'm here. so yes. on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally ready to be a Bond villain. Right, like, yeah. all the way. Yeah, Sign I, I, me I, up. Lex Luthor. Yeah, Gen Two here. Yeah, absolutely, man. <clears throat> Possible side effects include seizures, insanity. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Will a test subject. It? I don't care. <laughs> Dude, you care? never know it when you're insane. You think you're the sane center of the universe. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Maybe yeah. that's yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Mainstream moon's problem. Right. Well, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink the Kool Aid. Sign me up for the crazy pills. Mm-hmm. I'm just down for that shit. <laughs> right. Well, it's all gonna. It's it's probably all gonna involve, involve the first. The first step is gonna involve putting a chip in your head, most likely. I'm okay. I'm um, and Bring creating and creating some kind of direct neural link to information. So basically, mm. you can so that you can plug your brain directly Google into search. Google. It starts yeah. with the yeah. VR stuff. They tried to do it with Google Glass, and people were like, mm, no, that's gay. This and then they went. The, so they moved to the VR, which is now cool because it looks like snow goggles, right? Without mm-hmm. the with that so they're still kind of stupid well google's oh, no, working no. on another thing too that it uh, that involves it's not um it's it's not a contact lens but it's something similar to oh i saw that it's like something similar to google glass but it's a lot more it's a lot more discreet and it doesn't you so see you don't you don't look like a douchebag you don't you look wear like it. you have yeah. a gopro hanging out of your eye yeah exactly <laughs> 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 So what does this uh, involve, like some kind of an implant, or is this uh, uh, an external piece of hardware? Well, we're still like, oh, we're still away yeah. we're still a ways off, I think, from that point. Right mm-hmm. now, what they've been, what a lot of folks have been doing, is figuring out ways <laughs> to do this on like a chemical level oh. with uh, you know chemical yeah. solutions and vitamins and different formulas and no, whatnot. But they know that's not that's not what they're looking at. That's not, yeah, the next it's not cutting the mustard. Right, the next step is going to be to take that that as a jumping off point and going into directly being able to integrate yourself into machines a bit more mm-hmm. is, is what it Scary. seems like, like creating this neural link to, to information, to databases where you can, you know, be able to search, you know, be able to have access to this information not only just have access to this information, but then through your brain, problem solving abilities and cognitive reasoning abilities to be able to take these huge banks of information 
find exactly what you need and be able to make extra it connections and be yeah. able to make extra connections mm. do it very quickly so the end like the this guy that he Whitney. talks about the like the three stages where it's like the first one is being able to link up to massive amounts of information that mm-hmm. we have already and then the second step is like the you were just on it it was like the, yeah I'm just, i was trying to find the i was trying to find the guy's like name two. they they drop it in here somewhere oh yeah michael anisimov he's a blogger at accelerating future and a co-organizer of the singularity summit uh just a pretty awesome future futurist guy and yeah the first thing he talks about like we said was the link direct neural link to information and then to be, the next step is to develop uh brain computer interfaces that will augment the visible visual cortex which is the part of the brain that we know the most about this helps to boost our spatial visualization and manipulation capabilities, right. which then allows us to be able to, to like project input ideas. information and, and, and come up with ideas and project ideas. And information. Right, right. Like we <laughs> normally do. Yeah, but better. Mm-hmm, but but better, better, exactly. And yeah. more Where it's intricate. Like I would be able to look around and be like, this room is this big by this big and that and like instantly have this information about where I am and what mm-hmm. I'm looking at. Yeah, the example that he uses is uh, imagining... Uh, like a complex blueprint with like a high degree of reliability and detail and just being able to visualize you know the entire blueprint for say this apartment complex in your brain so to you know where all the wiring goes yeah exactly yeah. that's what they're trying to do he said the third the third step involves augmenting the prefrontal cortex which he calls the holy grail of amplified intelligence research this is how we combine perceptual data to form concepts so taking oh. what we're what we're able to spatially visualize and how to actually apply it <clears throat> He says the end That's result- when you get like great ideas and inventions and all the like like learning mm-hmm. to be a ninja by downloading it into your brain. Yeah. Like that's what we want. We want the Matrix experience. I want the intersect in my brain. Mm-hmm. Nobody so got how that long will it take for colleges I know and schools ninjutsu. just to go completely <laughs> belly up? <laughs> oh, it sounds awesome! Fuck them! <laughs> <laughs> they don't need my money. <laughs> Well, they already Download don't get my shit. money. Right. So They got my money. They They're going to get my money for the happened. next, like, seven years. Assholes. <laughs> rude. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, the, yeah, it's rude. The biggest thing about this that uh, is concerning, though, is the potential side effects, obviously. Because sure. <laughs> yeah. smart people are crazy. Yeah. And crazy people tend to be pretty smart. And when you... Uh, not always. Yeah. The, the lady on the corner who's always eating her <laughs> lipstick and telling me that I'm part of the government that's watching her. I don't know about that. Man. She might be on to something. She I don't might, know. You're I a little shifty. Just... <laughs> yeah, well, then I got a lot of back pay coming to me because that shit has not shown <laughs> the, up. The, you haven't got your shillbuck check yet? No. The shillbucks are in the mail. <laughs> but yeah, right I mean, next if to we... the exposure bucks. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Exposure check is coming right behind. <laughs> but yeah, if we do this too if we if we do this too quickly, I mean and, and there's gonna be some issues along the way, obviously. The there's gonna be some there's gonna be some problems. There's gonna be some side effects. Um the brain being as fine tuned of a machine as it as it is, when you start tweaking around with boosting what it can already do you know, you're you're looking at the possibility for some real problems. This guy's uh Anisimov is saying side effects might include things like seizures, uh, information overload, and most importantly, possible feelings of egomania or extreme alienation. Yeah. So this is where our supervillains come oh, into yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. We're talking some serious brain damage. Mm, yeah. Hallucinations. Yeah, he says smart people tend to feel comparatively more alienated in the world and for be and for a being smarter than everyone, the effect would be greatly amplified and usher in a campaign of global domination. Yeah. So then you get the AI and then you get a prescription for E. 
And then <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then you just take that once a week. A kinder, gentler maniac. <laughs> <laughs> a plurier one that just wants a massage. <laughs> I Somebody... just want to spread love to the world. <laughs> put, Vapo, put, sup- put Vicks on your eyes. A super villain that likes to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a hand rub? <laughs> <laughs> Play with the stress ball. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, I don't know which one of these is. I don't know which one of these is going to come first. I mean, the 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 biggest advantage with AI is that it's a lot cheaper and easier to do research on. Oh yeah, and the ethical and moral quandaries are much more out the window. Uh, the most useful IA research right now at this point is illegal. It's going to require uh, it's going to require a lot of you know deep neurosurgery, experimental brain brain implants, yep, and yep. Hu- and live human test yep. subjects upon which to work. And yep. we are st- we are at a point now in society where people are just not uh, there. There, I'm sure there are people that are willing to volunteer to do this, but as I hear <laughs> as I hear Sarah Monster shouting from on high, me, um. Yeah, but the the laws just aren't there to support doing no. something like this yet in our in our society. And I think we're still in order to really kind of go someplace with this in particular, we're kind of a long ways off. They'll be able to start doing some small scale testing on animals and stuff like that for now. They'll probably be doing some research on chimps and stuff. And, uh, and see, which I totally don't agree with because they have zero say in any of this. You know, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather if they are going to go do testing like this. That you know they government legalizes it, uh, you know, to a small degree to certain labs, and the labs then canvass, you know, willing um, uh, subjects, you know, humans, He's, you know, child molesters and stuff. Oh uh, well, I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do that. We can get some child molesters and rapists and murderers and be like, ah, oh, hey, fresh, you know. Fresh I thought we didn't want to make super villains. Yeah, see, that's the scary part. <laughs> well, no, because you know they don't get a reduced sentence; they just get to do this. And well, then, the, but at the same time, too, if they do this on chimps, then we get Planet of the Apes. Right. Yeah, I see, and so I, I don't condone that kind of action. Which, we're fucked either way. Yeah, <laughs> which, go which apocalypse of humanity are you willing to accept? Yeah. Oh yeah, see, see, it's 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 all frightening. Pick that's, your that's pick opening. your pick your favorite uprising flavor. That's. It's opening up a huge bag of worms that What's I your I don't flavor think. of chaos. Yeah. Um, I want superpowers. That's want... what I want. Yeah. Even if they're mental superpowers, I'll take it. Telepathy would be kind of cool. Yeah. I want to pick up. My I want to fly. Mind control. No, I can roll joints with my mind. Oh, That'd there be... you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a flight <laughs> all the way. And make your trip to um to the across the pond a lot cheaper. Oh yeah, that or teleportation. I just really want super yeah. intelligence. I want this like Me this too. amplified no, intelligence no, no, then thing. you will be the world's first supervillain. Yeah. Okay, because you're already kind hey, of that mani- haircut, you mega be like maniacal. Luther. Okay, but like you with like super hubris would scare the fuck yeah. out of everybody. I want to be a super genius, dude. I'm like, put the fucking chip in my head already. I've been saying that since I was a teenager. I'm like, fuck people, give me the chip. <laughs> <laughs> give me the chip, dude. I want to. I want to fucking. You want to interface directly with the internet? Yeah, because I don't. Because I don't like people. Because yeah, because I don't like people. I just oh, want to be able to control them. That just got dark. Just, like, you do what you do what I want. <laughs> you do what I want.
All of the shows on Echoplex Media are powered by Ubuntu Studio. For more information, visit ubuntustudio.org. If you're in the San Jose area and you'd like to be on the Plex, please visit our website, echoplexmedia.com, or find us on Facebook. So speaking of getting wet, oh. <laughs> I just ate an olive and now I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we got this great story here from, I don't know how the fuck to say this, it's like Aza or Aza or something. The creator of the Super Soaker, one of America's best loved toys, uh, just received roughly $73 million in unpaid back royalties from the Hasbro Corporation. Uh, that's a lot of money. Who, after absorbing the company Laramie, who was the original licensee of the Super Soaker a number of years ago, basically just cut this guy out of their fucking deal. Uh, his name is Lonnie Johnson. He has a company called Johnson Research and Development. He's been in a dispute with Hasbro since February of this year when the company filed a claim against when his company filed the claim against Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro has underpaid apparently underpaid royalties for the Nerf line as which he also created several toys for. Oh, no doubt. And the Super I officially Soaker, love this man. Uh, this whole thing goes all the way back to 2001, which is where Hasbro agreed to pay Johnson royalties for product covered by his Nerf line of toys and the Super Soaker and um Oh, excuse me. I'm 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 actually misreading that. This refers specifically to a separate breach of contract suit filed along with this one. Johnson accused Hasbro of violating his royalties agreement since 1996. That is so a we're long talking twenty years. 20, so since I was ten, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a twenty, long 20 years, years of fucking back royalties um, <clears throat> that they have not been paying him, and he finally got his day in court and got his fucking royalties and props to this guy for for making that for making that happen he is the this article has some some great backstory on him this guy is so fucking cool i mean the super soaker is is an awesome toy and and it's it definitely changed you know what makes it even more awesome hmm. it's when you get cat pee <laughs> and bleach and no, no, and you and you no, spray no, it in the eyes of cops during a riot. <laughs> I don't hate the Look, cops. That went way too far. Your childhood was way different than mine. Well, was, I was just talking about cat pee because I was raised in a house full of cats. And yeah, once upon a time, yeah, I ooh, yeah, it was. Did gross. you really? Oh yeah, I did. I did. I, I shot my sister in the face with <laughs> a fucking nerf gun full of cats. Oh, fucking terrible. Uh, super For soaker, those of you who me. don't know, Harrison has what five sisters. You're the only dude. I can't say that I blame her. Vastly outnumbered and probably horribly outgunned. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. But oh, I'm th- sure you were tortured. There you're came one a of the time youngest. where I was taller and bigger than the lot. So <laughs> I remember my dad. Stop picking on your brother. One day he'll be bigger than you. Oh, that's a sober. Well, then God. I better fucking whip him into shape now. Right. Teach him <laughs> to learn. <laughs> Get that boy trained. And I did. <laughs> oh, five. That's mm-hmm. good stuff right there. That's funny. Yeah. But, this. But we all grew up with the super soakers. So I can fuck it. I, I, this man deserves his dues. Oh yeah, I owe yeah. so much of my childhood to Lonnie Johnson. So good. Like so many, so, so many amazing summers. So many awesome fucking yeah. water fights. This guy took the water fight and fucking elevated it to a whole new level because his technology that he created for this thing, they, you know, Laramie and then Hasbro went on to create 
some fucking amazing, amazing water guns with this thing, like backpacks, like oh, that you can carry like five gallons of fucking water in. Remember when they like they introduced the pump, so it yeah, had yeah. that like super strong oh, the stream. Super you could... soaker shotgun. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah. that thing. Yeah, no, oh. fucking, fucking brilliant. So yeah, like I a cannon. I love this guy, and I'm so glad that he. I'm so glad he was yeah. able to get his day in the sun. Um, but he hasn't. You know, according to this article, I mean, all things considered, the guy hasn't been too hard up for money because he's a fucking super genius. Fuck this um, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little jealous. Oh, he's he's not hurting. No, he I ain't mean, hurting. He got his no. he, he got his dues long overdue. Yeah, for sure. And I tell the you, Super Surfer is going to come back with a vengeance now. Um, oh yeah. You know, maybe considering that he got paid in previous royalties now. But he, he didn't get the patent back. He didn't get the original licensing or any of that mm. some such back. It just means that now now that the, the back There's royalties have a, been ordered, they're going to... Like, Hasbro's probably going to be a lot more on the up and up with him, at least for a while moving forward. Oh, they don't want sure. They don't want to go back to court. Yeah. I'm sure that's part of the court order is probably making sure that moving forward, there's probably going to be supervised or sort of some sort of accountability for him getting future Absolutely. royalties on new sales. So he's not going to be hurting. No, he's, he's, he's not going to be. houses in the Hamptons. Now he gonna be okay. He wasn't sure. before. He's not now. Yeah. Well, the guys a well, but like I said, I mean, is, the guys he, he okay. made the be- one of the greatest toys that we played with. One of yeah. the he greatest. Did, he fucking earned that definitive childhood toy. But if he wants to give us a little something new, I'm not. I'm not opposed. Like oh, what you got? What you got, man? Oh, he's already made plenty of shit. I mean, again, he made several different Nerf toys, which are really awesome. Yeah. But above and beyond that, according to this report, the guy is a nuclear engineer. He's a graduate from Tuskegee University and formerly worked with NASA. Uh, he started his company in 89, which is when he first licensed the super so- super soaker. It generated $200 million in retail sales within the next two years for the Laramie corporation. Uh, on top of that, the guy holds 80 patents with more than 20 pending. Uh, and, uh, he, when he was a senior in high school, he built a remote control robot with a reel to reel tape play- player for a brain and jukebox solenoids controlling its pneumatic limbs. So he basically made like an advanced version of Teddy Ruxpin, like on his own, on his own time. Uh, he dude. was in, after graduating from dude. Tuskegee. Hmm? Dude. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Exclamation. I did love my Teddy. <laughs> that was a statement in and of itself. Yeah. But yeah, he, uh, after graduating from Tuskegee, he was in the, he joined the Air Force where he worked at the weapons lab at Sandia. He was in the NASA, was in NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab project on the Galileo mission to Jupiter and the Mars Observer project. And he also helped to design the Cassini robot probe that flew to Saturn. Shout this, out to myself. And, <laughs> and this is all before he decided to like settle down, buy a home, and like, you and know, in his toys. spare time. Yeah, make fucking toys. Yeah. Yeah, I love, love this him. guy. Yeah. Love him. I love this guy. He's this is our nerd king. Hero. Everybody. Yes. This is our hero. nerd. This is a fucking nerd hero. I think we should definitely talk about all these crazy checklists of Oculus Oh here. God, this story <laughs> fucking Randall, made my day. Okay, so how many of you guys have ever been to uh, a, any kind of historical reenactment? Like you guys ever, <laughs> you ever got yeah. you guys ever go into any of like the Civil War reenactments, like at Roaring Camp Actually, or no. any of that kind of shit? Okay, these are a lot of fun. You ever been to Ren Fair? Oh yeah, of course, oh, right? Oh yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. Picture... I lost my virginity at Ren Fair. Oh, I hot. believe that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah in a kilt, no less. Fucking a. <laughs> Well, to a, a bar wench with bosoms. <laughs> with bosoms. <laughs> well, this is this is awesome. There's um in the Czech Republic, 
there is a reenactment of the Battle of the Five Armies from The Hobbit that takes place every year. This was reported by The Telegraph and then picked up by ABC News. Literally hundreds of J.R.R. Tolkien fans descended on this forest outside of a city called Doxy, which I'm probably horribly pronouncing, to reenact the Battle of the Five Armies. So you've got like literally over a thousand people in full costume. Dressed like as, movie style makeup. Like, like this shit to looks the fucking tea. good. And they're dressed like orcs and elves and humans and dwarves and fucking so everything. Good. And they go and reenact this huge epic battle from The Hobbit. And Love it. the photos are just, I, 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 I gotta go. I gotta fucking go to this at some point. Um, because they go into because it's real skirmishes. I mean, they they're literally going to battle, and they're using. I mean, they're using phone tip weapons and stuff like that. They're using foam core and that kind of shit. But they're these people spend an inordinate an inordinate amount of time and money and energy creating these beautiful and amazing nerds. costumes. <laughs> fucking super our nerds. Our, our fucking people. tribe. Our tribe is out there in full force. <laughs> Looking no, like no, a no. bunch of badasses. No, we're not as cool as these people. We're not. <laughs> we're not as cool as these I people. I wish I was because, as cool as them. Because we're not sitting back making our own fucking costumes. Right. right. We're not. Well, we're too we need busy to start podcasting. getting out and go do our own research. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't make a costume. I'm too busy podcasting. <laughs> You're too busy editing. I know, right? No, what I what I love about this, what I love about this, too, is that every year when they do, when they do this reenactment, uh, they do not have a predetermined winter. A predetermined winner. Good. They choose the winner <gasps> every year based on, um, you know, accumulated small victories and the completion of different cool. tasks that they're that are set forward in the, over the course of the reenactment. Um, yeah, this just looks like this just looks like so much fun. So it's like LARPing. Yeah, like it's giant it is, it, LARPing. This is full on LARPing. It's a giant oh, LARP excursion. I just LARPed all over the inside no, of my pants. No, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so going back, the the uh, nearly thousand people who participate every year now get a chance to be the winner every year. It changes mm-hmm. every year. Now, in the books, obviously, the side of light won, but this is now kind of a cumulative thing, um, given that there are a lot of smaller skirmishes going on, and uh, you know they amass a certain amount of points depending on which side you're in. So it's anybody's game every mm-hmm. year on who's the winner. Because if which, it's already predetermined, who wants to be on the boring. losing side? It's like right. it's like any Civil War reenactment that you go to. You know the North's gonna win, yeah. and where's the fun in that? None. <laughs> I know how course, this movie plays you'd out. You'd rather be like the orcs because they got cool makeup and shit. And then there's actually a possibility you might kick some elfin ass. I kind of yeah. want to be a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to be a dwarf? I'm a little tall for a dwarf. Yeah, yeah, cut your legs off. Aren't you a little tall for a stormtrooper? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like get on my knees. <laughs> no, no. Just, see, like, I was just thinking shuffle, that. shuffle uh, around. You can pull a John Leguizamo a la Moulin Rouge <laughs> and just walk the set, you know, with little oh, foot booties. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to grow the beard back. Oh but, yeah, or no, like in Spawn. But by next, by this time, by this time next year, <gasps> yeah, he did the same thing. That's right. Yeah, I forgot did. about that. Oh, my God, I love kudos, him. kudos. Mm-hmm. I love John Leguizamo. Oh, that's weird. They, little, they just gave me all the all the little. I just I love him. In, as, what, was, what was the name? Chi, was it like it was Chichi Rodriguez or something? And Chihuahua. Oh, Thanks for everything. Movie. 
so wonderful. He made the he made the best drag treat. Oh, that motherfucker! That motherfucker has the greatest legs. I'm just saying. This was like 20 years ago. But I, you know what? I'm I'm very inclined to download Tu Wong Fu and thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Just to watch it on the big screen here oh, in, the, yeah. in the studio. It's delightful. I really, really need to do it. Oh, if it's on any form of Netflix or anything, oh, we should watch not. that. It's not. I wish. Not? We should watch it next weekend when we when you we barbecue at my house. Fuck oh, yeah. dude, that's that's a thing, and it's happening next weekend. That's oh, we can right. just we can we can we can make it happen. Everyone tune in Sunday nights for The Plex, hosted by producer Dave, fucking Harrison, sometimes Randall Aubrey, no longer former producer Steven, and The Peanut Gallery. wants to see Norman Reedus as the new Ghost Rider. Fuck yes. Right here. Fuck yes. Perfect. Right here. Who's that guy? <laughs> Daryl on The Walking that's Dead. That's how I feel too. Okay. Oh my yes, yes, lord. Yes. Okay. That's okay. I know. Lord, did Don't you, hate you, me. Did you did not watch Walking Dead. Sorry. No, you're not a you're not a dead. Okay. But you I'm, know who I'm, but you know who we're talking okay. about. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, okay. I haven't seen no. The Walking Dead, but I do know who you're talking about. Oh, I know. Is he main no, dude? How, how can we talk about this? Because I got a bit. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. Sure. He looks like a good. He, I, no, you know who who he is, what he looks like. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I figured that's okay. who you meant, but I wasn't sure. Main dude. Main uh, well, dude. Yeah, one of the main duders. He's and a, I've seen him in other things. Yeah, he Can't has. Can't put my finger on it at the moment, but yeah, no. Yeah, no, he's always kind of played second fiddle until he came into this with The Walking Dead. And well, and I've read some of the comics of Walking Dead, but I haven't seen the. Sh- I've seen like random shows. I can't mm-hmm. like, I can't give you facts and like and and <laughs> yeah, no. Well, he's <laughs> he's expressed some interest uh, during a recent interview about this new show that he has coming up on. Uh, what is it? The oh, on AMC, he's got this. He's yeah, got this reality show coming up called Bride, which is a uh, no, no, no. This is it's second or third season now. What? Has it been going on that long already? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, it's all about Again, looking motorcycles, at the bike. It's man. all about traveling. He's traveling across the country and doing a whole story, like this whole series yeah. about biker culture and biker history I've and whatnot. I've seen the stuff about that. Mm-hmm. And now he was interviewed recently uh, about uh, potentially playing Ghost Rider for Marvel TV. Okay. And Marvel TV referring specifically to all the shows that Marvel's doing on Netflix. So Jessica Jones, Daredevil, they're working towards. They're working towards doing what is Harrison? What's it called? The, it's the new defenders. The defenders, the the defenders defender. right? And that's yeah, that's Jessica Jones and Daredevil and um, Luke Cage and uh, what's uh, the Iron Fist? Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. Daredevil, and Luke Cage. Right. Uh, but obviously, gonna... this is in the same cinematic world as as the Avengers and Iron Man. It's it's the Marvel cinematic world. Though, Ooh, but they could go so dark. With what? It, well, exactly. Yeah, that's what they're there's, doing. There's a lot of talk oh, here yes. that they're, um, that you know, they're, like the that they're not going to uh, blend the universes together. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man, Captain America, and all of that is going to be like a an Earth 32, where mm-hmm. you know, whereas 
Whereas uh, Netflix's Marvel World is going to be like an Earth ninety eight. Mm-hmm. So I'm they're really glad they're universes. keeping them separate too. I, I like am it. and I'm not. I am. I'm not. Why? Well, because I'd like to see one giant world, but it gets really. But they already have the other world so established. Well, no, no, and, it's a well, no and why too... not fold them in as opposed to creating later. something else? <laughs> no, I, I for one, am glad totally that these that the MCU and that the Marvel TV stuff are in separate timelines. It makes, I, it, it makes it very convoluted, but I, I mean, I disagree because it's like one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. Well, one. no, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is that, is that weaving everything together into one giant tapestry definitely does make it convoluted. Oh, you though, mean like Batman and Superman? It just gives you a nerd butter. Well, no, I, I mean, Batman and Superman being, you know, the big, you know, big guys of DC, you know, they need to be in a shared universe. Yeah. But you know, you've got second and third tier characters like Daredevil, and Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones, who aren't near as prominent as, say, Captain America and Iron Man. Having them in a, a separate, smaller universe is great. And what what Netflix is doing with their portion of the Marvel Universe is dark, is violent, mm-hmm. is gritty. I love it. Things that, that if, if, if what Netflix had done was actually broadcast in theaters, it, it would have got a solid R rating because there's murders. You know, there's, there's really there's, graphic there are, shit. There murders this Great. last season with it. the Punisher oh in prison. Oh God, I mean, he so kills weird. like. 12 guys in oh two God, minutes. I didn't see that one. Oh, and, and it was great. Oh, it's beautiful. It was great. So and this is for, where they're going to take Ghost Rider. Well, well no, for, well, for, I'm good no, because no. we all Okay, Ghost Rider Nicolas is, is now a property back under Marvel, under Disney. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to bring Ghost Rider back into it properly, because Ghost Rider is all about harvesting souls and you know, uh, and, and causing them to see these horrific deeds that they've caused in their life. The spirit as, of vengeance. As yeah, the spirit of vengeance. Yeah. As he takes their life, yeah. as he kills them. The only way, in my eyes, for them to do justice is a, make it an R rating. And the only way that's going to happen under Disney is if it's something that is direct to the viewer, like Netflix. Yeah, they right. can't. They can't no. do that under their main. They can't do that under their main tent. No, with, under like Viacom. with the with the MCU. Because it's it, it and do it that dark. Too it's harsh just for it's well, it's off brand. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's it off is. brand. Whereas the Marvel TV thing, they have. Oh, no, it's all very vanilla. Right. Well, it's very vanilla. All the MCU Agents of yeah. Shield and shit. If that's what you're talking about. Well, no, but I'm talking about is this is is this um, uh, which we'll call it this thing. Well, Marvel TV, they're they're talking about a couple different things. So there's there's also other franchises that they're talking about working on, like doing a show, like doing a a show about Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So making yeah. like a Blade series and doing uh, Moon Knight as well, and then Ghost Rider, and what? What is this Marvel TV? It's not under Netflix though. Uh that's that's the thing. I'm not really I'm not really sure. The article that I sourced for this was kind of vague. That says, um, okay. but there's the rumors of Marvel TV. So I'm thinking Marvel. They're they're maybe talking about launching something more of a full fledged TV franchising operation potentially, where they're going to start to take many of these second tier characters and just do series with them, right? Instead of as big opposed to feature length films, yeah. And so moving beyond just doing the Defender stuff with yeah. on Netflix and moving into in, into other worlds as well, and maybe having those, I don't know, maybe having those be also separate from one another a little bit, because I think like because like you said before, it's like it comes to a point where if you start to try to tie in all of this stuff together. So it's bad. too big. It's too yeah. complicated, and people are going to lose interest because it's like you have. Then yeah, you have to watch you have to everything watch so to watch much. anything, and we will tear you a new asshole. This is yeah. the internet. 
Right. Bitches. Well, it's like, well, it's like I said. I mean, it's like in order to watch anything at that point, you have to watch everything. Yeah. And nope. nobody's yeah. going to want to do that. No. Especially new, especially as I they're continuing. Shit to do. Well, especially as they're trying to get new and like more and new viewers watching. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, There's we no all. Way people want to look through a backlog of 10 years of No, I mean, we all love to binge watch shit, but yeah, I'm not trying to watch 15 years of fucking TV and movies just to get up to speed on the one brand new show. So let's, you should let's, be able to watch each one individually. And then when there's a crossover, your nerdgasm happens. Let's, you're right. like, yay! Let's dial back a little bit here. Right. Norman Reedus. I mean, when he was prompted by um, when he was prompted by the interviewer, they were talking about um, Walking Dead, obviously, uh, and then he's got some other works um, that he's involved in. He was all about it. I mean, he was. I mean, he was keen to be like, oh yeah, I would love to do that. Oh, the, oh you, the guy with the chain and you know all the fire, riding, riding the motorcycles. I mean, like he was, he was born to do this, and I think that would be great. I would love to see him come into. Oh yeah, this this article as Ghost Rider. I mean, article's got a perfect quote, especially considering the travesty that we had of the last two films oh, before so it bad. reverted back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nicolas Cage just needs to go and away, go no, he away, needs to go away. <laughs> he needs to retire to his Scottish castle. You know, and he has a he Scottish castle, dude. He has yeah. a castle. He bought a castle Fuck in fucking that Scotland. Kid. Because we never that, need yeah. to see you Fuck in another Coppola thing. Kid. Yeah, he is never a Coppola again. kid. For anybody who doesn't know that, he's related to the Coppola family, like directly. Yeah, Sophia Coppola is like his first cousin or some shit. Mm-hmm. Francis Ford Coppola is his uncle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, he's he's that's that's, that's, that's why, why he has a career. Who he is? Yeah, it's because of the Coppola family. Because we all know he can't act. No, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I like The Rock. I, you know, there's, and I like oh, Moonstruck no. in sixty seconds, no. but that time has passed. No, let's they, move no, on. He can't do anything. I like Moonstruck. Moonstruck. National Treasure. Okay, I'll oh. give you that. Okay, no, he had a time <laughs> there um, yeah. where he could actually act, where where his method and what he portrayed and who he was and and you know what he was as an actor totally fit, but now it just it doesn't work, and you could see no. him trying. To convey that, that unhinged madman, like John Travolta. Yes, well, John I, Travolta is now. I blame the studios for that. I think more than well, I blame no. him for that. He got typecast at a certain point. Like, well, he let himself after, get fucking typecast. Yeah. It was after Con Air. Yeah, like after yeah. Con Air, every movie that every movie that he was in, he, was he basically played something out, like that but, guy. Yeah. And so, Always you know, like I can kind of, I can. I can kind of forgive that, except for the fact that I, I don't think after that he went on and did anything in like anything independent or anything really that allowed him to sort of play with anything else. It's like he just started doing all these movies for the money. And then I don't know. Yeah. He hasn't done anything for a bored. while. I mean, maybe We're he bored. just he got paid and fucking jumped ship and went back to his Scottish fucking castle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I think. Yeah, I think if, if anybody if anybody at this point is qualified to play Ghost Rider, I think Norman Reedus could fucking do it and knock it out of the park. I love this quote from him during that interview that we were talking about when the um, uh, the original article was in Uproxx and the, the writer asked him if he'd be willing to audition for Ghost Rider if Marvel asked him. And he replied, quote, hell yeah, it would be a blast. Do I get a skull face that's on fire and all that stuff? Fuck yeah, I'm down. I was like, you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. Let's just let's 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 cut the shit and let's just make him the fucking let's just make him the thing already. I think there'd be he would he would bring justice to the part. Absolutely. I think it'd be great. Oh yeah. Did you see the uh did you see the clip from the from this article from the movie part of They used a, a, a short clip of him from an episode of The Walking Dead where him and what's his name? Aaron, I think the kid the 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 the, the gay guy are on a um they're on a they're on a, a run. A, they're on a run 
and they get attacked by zombies and and Daryl grabs this length of chain. I did not see this. And comes out from underneath this truck and he fucking whips around and he takes the heads off of three zombies in one shot with a length of chain. And again, I'm like, you're hired. Yeah. Just like, just, I want to just, I want to superimpose a flaming skull on his head for that and make it yeah, into a fucking Yeah, give him a leather gift. jacket with spikes on it. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's perfect. It'll be, it'll be fucking glorious. So um, I, I think everybody, it's, a, it's a unanimous. Like, I mean, the ladies. I'm down. Down. You got yeah. my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Cool Lovely. Let's talk about some really good dark macabre American history then. Oh, yeah. Who knows who H.H. H. Holmes is? I do. I do. I know. I yeah. know. Okay. Have you, have I'm you so read, excited. Have you read The Devil in the White City? I have not, but I, I, okay. I know what the story I'm, I'm is. I know the, the story of the... Okay. Oh, my God. No, this I'll is a wonderful... You, yeah, please. Yeah. I own a, yeah, I own a copy. It's, it's wonderful. This is the... So the Devil in the White City is this is a book by Eric Larson, and he tells the true story of America's first serial killer, a guy by the that name we of H. H. Holmes. Yeah, that we know of anyway. But the first documented, but notorious. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this guy was fucking crazy, oh, man. Such, such a fucking sicko, and he was operating during the uh, during the World's Fair in the was it like the eighteen nineties or. <clears throat> Uh, something somewhere around that time, and he. Cr- it was. Uh, it was uh, nineteen oh five. It was right before the. Uh... Wait, I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think, at any rate, I want to say it was around the nineteen oh six earthquake. And it, yeah, some, somewhere along Holy those lines. Yeah. But where, where was that though? It wasn't I was out. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah well, it was okay. I want to say that, but I was he, like, I don't know, I don't trust yeah. myself. But yeah, right. so yeah, so the world's so the world's fair is going on in Chicago at this time, and this guy H. H. Holmes takes advantage of this to everybody th- takes advantage yeah. of this to stalk and kill his victims, and he sets up. He's a he's the proprietor of a hotel, yep. and he sets up this hotel of it death. Tons it's of like the Winchester room. House torture of death. rooms with no windows and yeah, no yeah, way yeah. out, and secret entrances yep, and blah blah yep. blah. And he kills something like fifty people yep. during the World's Fair by suckering them in to take lodging in his hotel. Yep. And he's a f- and he's he like traps terrifying. them and tortures them and sends them down to like the the fucking the place. At the bottom yeah. And yeah. Oh my right. god! Yeah, yeah. So like cut them off in up. rooms with no oxygen and slowly yeah. watch them suffocate. Yeah, oh yeah, god, yeah. he's fucking sick yeah, yeah no it's it's so good and there and and there's you're talks dripping, about oh, you're so dripping. <laughs> he's like the ultimate con artist some of the things he did where he's oh, like tricking yeah. ladies and like killing children oh man he's fucking twisted so there's going to be a movie made of devil in the white city <laughs> uh martin scorsese has been tapped to direct and none other than leonardo motherfucking dicaprio oh has God. been tapped to play hh uh. H. holmes america's right. first serial killer i just i want to talk about dicaprio I just here came. taking on this role <sighs> I'm about and, to. And I will tell you that even five years ago, DiCaprio stepping into this role would have been career suicide for him. Oh, God. So but, good, though. Oh, but he just won an Oscar, so he can do whatever right? he wants. But he right? just He finally won got his fucking Oscar. His Oscar. He just won a bloody fucking Oscar. Finally. He finally is in a supreme fuck you position where he has done everything that he has wanted to do culminating in getting a Best Actor Award for last year's Revenant. He now can basically go anywhere in Hollywood and say, I want this, I want that. And because Scorsese is directing, this is like the fourth or fifth film that they have collaborated on. So it's guaranteed to garner praise and attention. If not absolutely revulsion. Oh, Scorsese is a classic. And it's the the 1893 World's Fair. 
Oh, thank, thank you. you. 1893 World War. Fact checker Ashley. So on the case. it's yeah. also a period film. Which sells me on another level. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I costumes and sets. So Can we say games in New York? Yeah. When they yeah. build the World's Fair on the fucking big screen and they build the White City, like I've seen photographs from this period because I love I love this period of history from mm-hmm. like 1890 to 1910. We were talking about that earlier when we were talking about the Hardcore History Show. Yeah. This is a fascinating period of history of 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 world history and of American history because globalism is really starting to take effect for the first the time. The industrial in the revolution world. is like full on like a steam train, but mm-hmm. it hasn't come to its climax yet. Right, steam and America. <laughs> oh, burn yeah. straight oil in the air. <laughs> well, in Amer- and and what's beautiful about this and it'll be really awesome is that America it's during the United States at this time has really fully sort of blossomed on the world stage mm-hmm. after the Spanish American War after the incursion in the Philippines America has come into its own as this as this new great power we're on the and board as we're such, finally like on the we board we are on the fucking board and as such we then host this massive exposition of global talent and technology and everything to try to like usher in ourselves and the rest of the world into this world of tomorrow and we built this the 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 the, the world's fair was a massive undertaking of a kind that we we can't even picture in the modern world uh outside of looking at of outside of looking at photographs and to see this recreated on the big screen like i can't wait and then to contrast that with this incredibly dark underbelly of a story that is sadistic and cruel and creepy juxtaposed again tingling right now just thinking about how awesome this is gonna it's be it's gonna be fucking so good and like you said with with a guy like scorsese doing it as the director He's going to be able to capture the sense of that sense of majesty mm-hmm. as well as that sense of dark, creepy intimacy yes. and be able to successfully pit the two against each other to create incredible tension in a film. And DiCaprio, this guy just he has just gotten better and better he and really better has. and better and better as he's gotten older. And I think like like you said, like you said, Harrison, like a couple years ago, there's no way this would have been career suicide for him. There's no way he could have done something like this. But to be fair, he was the, doing Shutter Island, which meh. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was still going through uh, his a, paces. A low point, yeah, a low point to be sure. The Hollywood Hollywood has put that motherfucker through his paces for years and years, and he's, he's paid finally his dues. and he's paid his dues, and he's got he's got a reputation that that is richly deserved as an incredibly talented actor, and he now has an opportunity. Now that he's finally sort of made that de- that that sort of debut into this canonical space of of Academy Award winning actors, he's now going to be able to command roles that he's probably only dreamed of doing in years past. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was was considering maybe doing something or like desiring to do roles like this years ago, but not having the not not having the courage or the uh, the well, he was always so or, pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he got he got cornered right into a stereotype real early on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I mean, then he was, was so again he was so yeah, pretty. I wa- even oh, I watched Growing Pains. Shutter Island. Uh, no, even in Shutter Island and Inception and Gatsby and Departed yeah. and everything. He's, he's the pretty boy. The pretty. He's guy. always the pretty and boy. He's Revenant always the pretty struggled boy. to get and, out of that. But he's yeah. also way. always been a really great actor. Right. Mm-hmm. And the Revenant hit, and he could be Grizzly fucking Adams. Yeah. And then now well, you guys on. saw what's eating Gilbert Grape. Oh right? yeah, of oh yeah. I remember that. I mean, before that was, I knew who he was. Really, I yeah. remember uh, that movie. And, and that his was, 
Like, I remember thinking, like, he's... He's going to go places. Well, I mean... Oh, I was going to say, I I remember thinking that kid's retarded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, no, he's an actor. Like, you mean he's not just, uh, like, yeah, here's a cookie. Go Basketball Diaries? Yeah. 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 No, that was a good movie that was a that wonderful movie ages. yeah right like and that was another one of those thing he was ever in that was another one of those early things where you um, just no, no, saw him really big that was up there with like early though pains. there was the one that's his early work that was yeah. still in the 90s yeah so much, yeah, yeah no that's early, still in the 90s yeah playing jim carroll was in fucking incredible that's uh that was that one's up there with like requiem yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about uh, Requiem for a Dream. No, he wasn't no. in that. No, but we don't no, want to talk about Requiem for a Dream. Okay, okay just for clarification. No, he wasn't in that, though. And I'm saying that he was. That, <laughs> oh, no, no, that, that movie in itself. That kind of caliber. We, we're going to have like a Face for Radio reminisce where we just talk about, you know, a couple of movies that really just kind of burned us down oh. in a big way. And Requiem will be on that oh, list. Oh, it will be. I still get. Sh- oh. Kids. Yeah. Oh, though. Yeah. That's a risk. Oh, no, no, that there. is. Um, oh, fuck. What was Let the one that... Let me just kill that, myself uh, right now. Uh, S- SLC Punk. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. God. I love that movie. Train I, spawning. Oh, man. Oh, well. Children I, of I, Men. I, I, okay. Ch- children oh, of... I rewatched that oh, the other day. that's really good. I bawled so hard. That movie... I cried so hard. That it movie was so has, good. That movie has so many feels, dude. Oh, <laughs> so man. many feels. Oh. Let's, mm. uh, let's jump back over here on, on topic here really quick. Now I, I think jump back now. on Leo DiCaprio let's, real quick. Let's, you <laughs> know what? So I tell you, I tell oh. you, come on, it, ride there, the there train. There are a few uh, and ride it. There are a few mm. men that I would jump on, but I tell you, DiCaprio is one of those guys that I'm Harrison's like, list just gets longer and longer and longer. <laughs> <of> dudes <laughs> he wants to go. Longer. He and well, I have no, the same no, birthday. I'm finally admitting. Oh, do you? We do. You have the same birthday. That's yeah, kind of a Veterans big deal. Day. It's kind of a big deal. That's mm-hmm. right. Your birthday September. No, November. November. Veterans Day. Oh, November eleven. Eleven eleven. I'm a bad friend. Sir, I don't know your birthday. He couldn't remember no, my birthday. No, you don't remember either. my birthday. And no. I know your birthday's in August or some shit, so his is August sixth. Oh, see, look who's a better friend. Pod five. Oh, what is this? No, Harrison, you're dead to me. <laughs> it's all right. You know what? You'll love me when uh, your birthday comes around. Actually, you're no, not you even are. gonna be I'm here. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in in, in the UK for a month. But he'll so, think about you no, I'll for be, I'll half be, a second. I, I'll wake up in like a drunken haze with some pretty redheaded Scottish Dare girl on dream. my hip, and I'll be like, <laughs> "You and Sirsha? Am, am I? Yeah, I say you're gonna, gonna wake up next Saoirse. to Sirsha and be like, "Am I supposed to do something today? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to go down on this pretty redhead again. Oh. <laughs> you can just call me and say happy birthday with a mouthful of ginger. Oh yeah, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a picture like face first and muff. You're like happy birthday, bro. Do Actually, it. Who's who's your Scottish friend out there who who you didn't want me to meet? Well, she's not Scottish. She's American. Oh, but... she's oh she's American. Yeah. Well, that takes some of the luster off of it, doesn't? <laughs> she's an expatriate. Oh, is she... okay. Well, sort of. I mean, she's been out there for a couple of years going. Well, to school. if she's if she's if she's local, nonetheless, that should be it should be <laughs> phenomenal. If you have a story idea, constructive criticism, or just want to troll us a little, please visit the About Us tab at echoplexmedia.com. There you'll find links to Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube page. 
And now, back to the show. I'm going to give a big thank you to our listeners or listener or whoever the hell is tuning in to Facebook Radio we have repeatedly one. and regularly. What? Two. Because, oh, because we, we love you. Because we appreciate we you. Both of you. Because you are um, you. by your by your listening, you're patronizing our our uh, our individual and collective narcissism. We definitely appreciate that. I so. love me. I love me. You should love me too. Well, I do love you. You know. I know you do. Oh, stop it! See, you're so full. You're so that's why I you're know. one of my best friends because <laughs> you and I. Make make a really really powerful and all seeing narcissistic We're a creature. Power couple. Yeah, Ashley, this yeah. is really it's gross, a, a isn't it? <laughs> it's a thing, pal. Yeah, it's a thing. This is it so works. this is so masturbatory. All right, don't don't, <laughs> don't don't be jealous then. It's okay. <laughs> don't be jealous. It's a you thing. You can go masturbate yourself. We're there. awesome. I mm. I may. Mm. <laughs> it's all right. Just uh, turn the fan on in the bathroom, would you? He did get some new toys. <laughs> oh, he did. <laughs> is, is are, are those going to fit up your bum? Wouldn't you like to know? Not with the no. bomb in its hand. No. <laughs> well, actually, that might serve as a better tool. <laughs> it's just the right size. Wow. Show me what's under your bomb. <laughs> Ozing. Oh, Ozing. Oh, so, uh, as as one of the main uh, you know people here at Facebook Radio, we thank you definitely for tuning into the show. We love you. Yes, we go do. fuck yourselves. Play a song. Mm. Let's, let's bail. Little baby, you were brought here through a miracle and a broken condom. I didn't know sperm carried knives, and somehow you got by the IUD, the diaphragm. The spermicide and a morning after pill But if daddy hadn't been so drunk And mommy hadn't run out of batteries If daddy pulled out on time Instead of thinking about Angelina Jolie Then baby you wouldn't be here You'd have been wiped up with a towel between your buns Will you be a great man Who brings peace to all the land Or the type of guy that lures kids into a big white cargo van Since you're pretty scary I'm really glad that you're not mine And I guess I'm pretty happy 
that your mommy cheated on me this time so go ahead and be just as evil as you wanna be hell yes i dodged that bullet and i'm free